I think when you think of like a very specifically Miami flavored movie, mm-hmm. you th- and you think of people in our family who could speak to that, <laughs> it's you and me. Yeah, it's us. Who else would it be? It's us. <laughs> who else could it possibly be? It couldn't possibly be someone else who happened to see part of this movie and be like, oh, my dad used to lit work right there. <laughs> that, that person. If, if that person existed, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I do feel bad because this is like, in a lot of ways, it's like, oh, it's a first, like, Michael Bay didn't direct this one, but he's in it. Yep. And obviously he's still, you know, I mean, this is obviously, yeah, it's still a Michael yeah. Bay movie in a lot of yeah. ways. Um, and like, well, I don't, we haven't done a Will Smith movie before. <laughs> Really? Yeah. So it's like, oh, was, there's a lot of firsts. And then I was watching it. It's like, oh, this is very Miami. I feel like we're going to get a lot of insight <laughs> from Bree on the Miami stuff here. But anyway, as you know, I don't yeah. start the podcast. It'll either be whatever we keep from that or something along the lines of well related to movies. My name is Ben Hold This Podcast, where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Each week, we'll pick a film that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, finishing off. A a uh, wombo sized five episode month dumpuary colon battle of the genres, um, and long last we finally got around to a big genre action, and as I already said, hailing from Miami, Florida, it is Bad Boys for Life, the third movie in the Bad Boys franchise. <laughs> uh, not the fourth one, as I really really thought until I was already watching the movie. <laughs> They don't I put just, a four in the poster. So I, ass- I really assumed it was like Jackass Forever. You know, I, I yep. just assumed it was the same situation. But no, and now Bad Boys 4 has to get a different title that doesn't have four in it. Um, they should really just call it Bad Boys for Life, but with a four. <laughs> yeah. Um, the completely confusing and unintelligible sequel naming and numbering and not the only thing they're stealing from the fast and furious franchise in this one uh, <laughs> but we'll get to that um guest this week sam hey sam what's up hey what's going on not too much uh we're on discord so craig's also here but he hasn't said anything yet and all the times we've used him so uh let's i'm really see. hoping i'd love to have a three-man pod craig just just ripping into <laughs> cinematography I know. I just uh, so this is also our first ever boarding recording. It is pre ten a.m. I just started drinking coffee. Um, I jumped out of bed at nine twenty-five. The camera spun around me three hundred and sixty degrees, and I <laughs> ran to my computer. Um, Almost same. I woke up at like nine fifteen. Yeah. I looked at my phone for like ten minutes. I looked at Discord. I was like, "Oh, he's not online." And then I looked like at my phone for five more minutes. I'm like, "Oh shit, it's now." Yeah, it's done. <laughs> um. But I think I'd be terrified if Craig started speaking, to be completely honest. Well, it would be like a real, um, oh, what was that? Oh, what was that, like, Skype horror movie? I never uh, watched host? it, but I, uh, that guy, I mean, maybe there was more than one. There's about, <laughs> six, there's about six movies named Host, and then I think there's also about six Skype or Zoom horror movies. Oh, yeah, that's stuff. the day. Yep, yep. So that one, so that makes much more sense that that was you'd think that it's the one that I was referencing. I was referencing the one that came out in like 2012. <laughs> oh, okay. Got you. Got you. They're on like, they're on like some kind of Skype or something. I'll talking about someone who had like killed herself after like a party of like, you know, a lot of um, yeah. viral hazing and bullying. And she comes in like as a ghost and just kills everybody, like starts talking and starts killing everybody. <laughs> Is that unfriended? Unfriended, Maybe? I think, is correct. Yeah. The only reason okay. I even think about it is because one of the guys on Dropout, which I we've mentioned before in this that yeah. we've been watching a lot of, uh, was in that movie. Um, cool. Yeah. Um, so this there you can, go. This can go easily into uh, before, <laughs> before we get into the movie. Uh, what have you watched recently? I finished the first two seasons of Fantasy High on Dropout for dimension 20 and now i can start watching the season that just started coming out nice um brie has watched both of those brie's been watching i mean with me studying brie's been watching much more like the long form stuff yeah um we've been mostly watching like game changer and uh make some noise together um which are all really good if anyone likes like millennials doing comedy dumb stuff great place for that for six dollars a month um yeah we we so saw, there's so much there's there's a lot of content there's so much content me. there the, the value yeah. for money proposition is pretty pretty solid with them yeah 
Um, we did see, we've seen two movies. Uh, I'll let Bree speak for herself the next pod she's on, which will be next sure. month. Um, okay. But we saw, I'll speak for my side. She can speak for her side later. Uh, we saw Poor Things um, in theaters. Nice. Um, I don't know if Mike Vaz had seen it and talked about it on his pod. I believe he did. I think yeah, he did. That makes sense. I think we saw it with him. I think we saw it with him like before he came on. Oh, anyway, uh, the... I went in not even really knowing much about it. Bruce just like, I want to see this movie so bad. And I was like, okay. Like, you know, like, I don't, I didn't look, I didn't even know who directed it. You know, like, I just hadn't looked into it. I was just like, Bruce wants to see this movie. I'll go see this movie. Um, so a weird movie to go in with absolutely no expectations. <laughs> um, not yeah. saying it was bad, but just yeah. like, uh, like within five minutes, you're kind of like, oh, 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 <laughs> oh okay. Interesting. Um, so it's a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Um, I'm, I'm guessing you haven't seen his other stuff, but it's good. I looked at, yeah, <laughs> I looked at it before. I don't think I had. I'm going to check online while I vamp. Um, but uh, I really liked. I really liked it. Um, Brie like loved it. She can speak to it. Um, yeah. I had it, but I had a good time. I there's a lot about it that I won't go into, so you can um, just see it. But like, uh, yeah, like, it's one. It's classic one. Just one of those movies. Like everyone does what they're supposed to do a good you know like everyone accomplishes their goal uh it's not really slow anywhere i don't think i think it kind of like is very very well paced they do nice little chapter you know like um slides which for some reason i always enjoy in movies like okay here's the next chapter good to know you know like um, yeah, i do like that um yeah um the only oh and i did i have not seen anything i've done um, gotcha. so um the other thing we saw was the new Mean Girls um, musical uh, adaptation, film adaptation, or whatever. Which I don't know if you if you saw the stage musical. I forget. No, I haven't seen it. I don't. I don't even like know songs from it. Yeah. So um, Bree had listened to the cast recording. I think a year or two before um, they went to it went to PPAC on a travel show, and um, we actually we got some pretty nice tickets. We're usually we're usually mez mez and balcony folks, but we we're like, ah, oh, we'll get orchestra for this. Um, so uh, that was a really nice performance. There's a um a really good uh I think like it's one of those things like actual Broadway people are kind of mixed on it. It's kind of polarizing. I really enjoy it. Bree loves it. Um, and the film adaptation was interesting. Uh, let Bree speak to her thoughts in future pods. Big tease, big tease. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, they cut a lot of songs, as like a lot of you know movie musicals do. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. I think they kept a lot of the ones that were mostly plot relevant. Um, they cut some of maybe the better or more you know like fun songs in the interest of okay, like does this have any plot relevance? Probably not. You know, so we're gonna cut it. Which you know, in some, it's like it's one hand. It's like yeah, I get it. On the other hand, it's like oh, that kind of stinks. Um, they do Makes some night. They do some nice visual stuff with uh, some of the music scenes. Um, so I know you you've seen obviously uh, original Mean Girls. We've talked about yep. that, um, and, <laughs> of course, of course, uh, and of knowing how musicals work. Um, in the scene where they're at the party and uh, Regina kisses Aaron Samuels, uh, as you can imagine, that's a song because in musicals you sing when the big things are happening, uh, and. Um, the way they do that scene is very good. Um, they kind of like uh, they kind of turn everyone into almost like a stop motion puppet thing from the standpoint. Not a puppet. No one turns into puppets, but like everyone's kind of like still dancing, but they're stopping. And Regina's moving everybody, like to signify that like Regina has control of this whole situation. So like Regina's actually like pointing Katie's face at her while she starts making out with Aaron. Like it's really. It just really like big pumps up Regina as I am a huge piece of shit. <laughs> like and I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's a very well done scene. I don't think, unfortunately, any other of the songs really match to that. Um, the girl from Moana, whose name I always forget how to pronounce, which I feel bad about. Ali Cravalo, you know, something, something of that. Yes. Of that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, she plays um, Janice. She fucking kills it um just oh good what a what a star in the making like that girl is like i don't know i I don't remember exactly how old she is i know she's in her like probably early to mid 20s but like 
Um, that's not really a super easy role. It's a lot of big songs. Um, they have a tracking shot like song where she like runs around the school flipping people off. But she does a really good job with that. Um, yeah, uh, I, I I enjoyed it. I think if you watch the musical first, and then kind of like what happened with um, kind of Bree's experience, which again she can speak for herself. <laughs> um, but she just walked in the room, so I was just like looking. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, uh. I think, you know, if you're a huge fan of the musical, there's going to be some stuff cut there that's going to hurt, um, for sure. Uh, and I, I definitely felt that. But I think for what they had, you know, to get it into two hours, I think they did a good job. Uh, they could have done better. But if you like Mean Girls and you like musicals, I think you'll at least enjoy it, uh, especially if you don't want to go see <laughs> a, a stage production. Uh, it's kind of a nice, quick way of getting it. Uh, and maybe afterwards, listen to the stage uh, musical on Spotify. Because um, you know the plot. It's not going to be any spoilers, you know. This week, I went to see the like odds-on runaway favorite for, for uh, winning Best Animated Feature, the new Hayao Miyazaki film, Boy and the Heron. Um, mm. I saw that this week. It was really good. <laughs> I'm shocked. Miyazaki, good movie? I really on. liked it. Um, but it's awesome. I don't know. Um, I, I feel like I, I sound like I'm downplaying it, but it, that's, it's mostly because I think we're going to do an episode about it in March. So I'm just going to mm. save a lot of thoughts on it for that. Hey, that makes sense. Um, okay, let's get into Bad Boys for Life, which I can only ever pronounce with the number four. <laughs> I think it's clear that's how I'm doing it. Um, yeah. So I mentioned that this is the first time we're doing anything Michael Bay related. The first time we're doing a Will Smith movie. Um, this is also the first time I've watched any Bad Boys movie. <laughs> yep, same. <laughs> and it's um, better than I thought it would be. I guess this is the peg I'll, I'll put on that until we get past a one-minute plot summary. Either of us are eligible. I don't know if you got one in the chamber. <laughs> oh, I got I got one, I think. Go for it. All right. Uh, Captain... Is it Conrad? Shit, I should look this up. Captain Conrad Howard uh, was months away from retirement. Uh, and when uh, detectives uh, Mike Lowry and uh, the, the Martin Lawrence's character um, Marcus something uh, came in and were like, "Oh, I got shot," and also I want to retire, respectively. And he's like, "Ah, what am I gonna do with this? I gotta go after the guys." And then Mike Lowry becomes better, and Marcus still wants to retire, and. And uh, Joey Pant, I mean, uh, Captain Howard's just like, oh, I got uh, all these feelings. Uh, and he's trying to keep Will Smith going. And he's trying to make Will Smith feel better. And he finally brings up Will Smith. And then in the climax of the movie, he is tragically gunned down by an assassin. And that is the end of the <laughs> That's bad boys for life. <laughs> uh, I, like, I like the idea that you watched a Joey Pant supercut of this movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the minute so, he died, I just cried and turned it off. <laughs> well, was, there, it was there more to this movie? That's <laughs> it most, for me. The most obvious character they were going to kill since minute one of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love you all, and we all mean a lot to each other, and I'm and almost can, retired. <laughs> yeah, I think he actually... He says he's going to retire like five minutes or like like a minute before he dies. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, classic. If they weren't doing the Fast and Furious, and I mean, we'll get to this. It's just a well family thing. Then like yeah. Martin Lawrence probably should have died. Um, but anyway, yeah. that that's a much different movie, obviously, yes. if that happens. <laughs> so Joey Pants dies. Um, I don't know, like more than two thirds of the way into the movie that that's basically the yeah. turning point of like, okay, Martin Lawrence is on board with like this one last mission thing now. Yeah. And they go do the one last mission. And that's the point at which they establish the antagonist is a witch. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, how dare you? She is a bruja. <laughs> okay. Well, Martin Lawrence says, witch a lot of times. Well, yeah. Bruja just meets witch, but it's yeah. more than they kept yeah, no, calling her a bruja, except for Martin Lawrence, who just kept saying, witch. In, I was, pun, in puns to not call her a bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's very fair. Yeah, I was allowing for maybe there's like a cultural relevance because she's not doing magic stuff. She just has a son who's good at shooting people and is telling yeah. them to shoot people. She, uh, there's some, there's magic adjacent. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is stuff at the beginning where she's like chanting before they all stab that lady. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Not that that's magic, but like, I, I think it's. forgot I, that part. I look at it more as like almost like a cursing. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just kind of like, it's not it's a little, real. It's a folk, yeah. folklore style. Yeah. yeah. 
adjacent she's not, stuff. She's she's not um what is it like uh, I'm not religious I'm spiritual like I'm not a I'm not a witch sure. I'm just kind of vaguely cursing you. Yeah. So that's why I was like, allowing for you so, said okay, okay Bruja maybe there's some specificity and nuance there that no, I think it's just cool. <laughs> okay. I think it's just cool word. Fair enough. Um and in the same vein I am allowing for like, I don't want to come in and be a jerk about like, I guess I'm supposed to know these people. Like, yeah, this is the third movie in a franchise. I didn't see the first two. Yeah. The first one came out in the mid nineties. Like obviously there's characters introduced, there's fan service happening that I'm not picking up on. And so I'm just yep. allowing for whatever I think this is on paper. It's probably a half star more if you've even watched, even if you didn't enjoy the original movies. And then I yep. I've heard, um, I remember, podcasts that were covering this movie in early 2020 when it came mm-hmm. out in January when it was like wow what a, like a box office success better than I thought and they were like yeah I really loved all the, like, the callbacks and all this stuff that happened and so I'm like allowing for the fact that if you are a fan of the first two movies this probably yeah. especially the opening uh, sequence probably plays gangbusters for you after that prison bit where um, Mike and Marcus are and seem to be in hot pursuit in downtown Miami going through the streets wildly yep. sliding around curves and stuff. And then it turns out Marcus uh grandson has just yep. been born and they were getting to the hospital. Yep. And you see and, a bunch of characters that are like, you know, to get like essentially get like applause breaks when they appear on screen. Yep. Um, and so I was like trying to not be cynical and kind of just like, this is probably awesome for people who are fans of this franchise. Yeah. And, and like the funny thing to me, we, we talked about in text is that, they introduce um will smith's love interest and um <laughs> they like like that's like ah oh, uh, of course her we all know her and i'm like oh yeah sure this is probably the girl from the other two movies never that girl was not in any of the other movies <laughs> the <laughs> amount of times that people acknowledge that they have history yeah <laughs> this is me you're talking to <laughs> like, cut the you bullshit. like come on this this is us Cut the yeah, cut the pull. Yeah. I mean they do say that <laughs> she's like an ex talk to about, you know. Yeah, yeah, like she's an ex, so I think that's how you build in the like because if you're gonna have a plot about, you know, like it being oh one last yeah. time and getting the gang back together, you need to bake in something. Cause like I forgot who I think Tay Leone's in the first movie. It's very weird cast in the previous two, so Yeah. I was going to say, people seem to like two better than one anyway. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. We've almost done two before, I think. Um, yep. And I don't, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like this podcast, even just having it, can lend me towards slipping towards, like, movie pretension stuff. But I genuinely like Michael Bay, so <laughs> I'm not saying... Like, I'm a, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> like his thing, and it's fun. And watching this movie without seeing the other Bad Boys movies, I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like I want to watch the other Bad Boys movies. Because <laughs> um, people do genuinely like these movies. It's not like, yeah. a, you know, it's, it's we're not talking about, like, the Transporter movies here. These have, like, a pretty huge cultural <laughs> cultural footprint. Um, and a lot of people really like them. And I think, yeah. and for a lot of people, they're probably considered Michael Bay's best movies. The first couple. Yeah, I think so. I think especially two. I mean, right, like yeah. my, for, for my, me, it's always like hot fuzz where there's the scene where Nick Frost walks in and goes, uh, what do you want to watch point break or bag boys too? And he's like, Oh, do you like, I forget. He's like, do you have a preference? He's like, no, which one do you want to watch first? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> and they show like the shit just got real scene, you know, yeah. like a bunch of different. So yeah, uh, they seem fun. I wouldn't mind watching them at some point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not this like one rushing to do it, but I think I will at some point. For yeah, for, I agree with you for a movie that I didn't know shit about the series and all the all the fan service and like nostalgia was lost on me. I was still like, yeah, this is still a good nice little action comedy one two, you know, acts one two three kind of flows, doesn't linger. Yeah. Um so this movie far and away uh the number one at the domestic box office in 2020. Yep. And no, and, we don't have to look into that. It just killed it, and there was no, yeah, it killed it. No, it, no one else just stood up. That's everyone. That's every other movie's fault, really. It's kind of, I mean, <laughs> yes, but <laughs> it is kind of insane. So it comes out um, January seventeenth. So it doesn't. It essentially mid March is shut down. Mm-hmm. 
Um, before that, people stopped going to movies. But let's like, if you say two yeah. months, it makes it has over two hundred million domestic. I think over four hundred million worldwide. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I like it's funny because like it's hard to put myself back in the memory of what I was doing in like like I had just started a new job in February of twenty twenty, so it's like a little easier for me to do it like work wise, but like personal life wise. But like I do remember active complaints about people just being like in that or like time period, just being like, there's no like fucking movies right now. Like and because I remember there was a lot of conversation about like it's like what there's no like like there's just so nothing besides bad boy. And then um once the pandemic started hitting, um it was kind of like a, oh no one's nothing else is gonna come out, so it's just gonna be bad boys sitting there and nothing else for like yeah. a month. Yeah, but I mean, over 200 million in the US, over 200 million worldwide. That's pretty pretty yeah. insane for like really 2 months of work. Um and proof of like it's it's crazy to think of like it's a recent Will Smith movie but pre slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, like actual movie stars and action movies. Like, yeah, that yep. could still make a lot of money. It doesn't feel like it anymore. So no. it's just crazy. Um, and then so before we get into the plot, one other contextual thing I saw, we already mentioned, not directed by Michael Bay. This is an Adil and Bilal film. That's Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. And I was wondering why those guys sounded familiar because I was like, I don't feel like I've seen anything by them. And in fact, the movie I was thinking of, no one's ever seen because it was the Batgirl movie that David Zaslav <laughs> threw in a well somewhere. Oh, um, that was uh, Batgirl movie. Yeah, that was supposed to be part of uh, Brendan Fraser's big comeback push. Also, mm. um, I I wanted to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So that's these guys. Uh, and yeah. I think they they walk a pretty good line of uh, I'm assuming fan service and then also Michael Bay fan service because they they're doing a lot of Michael Bay stuff, but it's not yeah. it doesn't ever feel like it goes into self parody. I don't think. No, they only, they only do the 360 shot thing like once or twice. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> which I would I mean like I think anyone would be tempted to just keep doing that. Yeah, it always works. <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. It is a fun <laughs> shot. I mean, it's like the it's it. At least it's like I'm sure it doesn't take a ton of production value. Unlike, I don't want to go into a whole other thing, but like that time that episode of Sherlock did the Matrix thing for no reason, right? And <laughs> just spent a whole day like doing an extremely expensive shot for no payoff. Well, a lot of no payoff in that. Whole yeah, thing. Um, we don't have to go into that. Um, it goes off the rails. There's a. It's fine. No one else has to talk about it. H bomber guy did like a three hour video about. Yeah. Yeah, just go watch theories, that. So <laughs> that is where I learned about it. So oh, there you go. Yep. <laughs> but um, uh, it, starts, I, it starts okay. It just gets so British that yep. Sherlock series. <laughs> they just have such bad taste. I don't know what yep. to tell you. Like, yeah, it's the food. It's the food. It is. Um, so this movie, though. <laughs> yeah. So I was gonna say, speaking of of the most English people of all time, I love that one of the major like plot points of this movie is that uh will smith and the bruja have a have a bat like a like an unintelligibly spanish phrase of hasta el fuego <laughs> and, yeah and saying that will smith is like it's not even real spanish <laughs> he has to yeah. know what it means <laughs> yeah it's it's absolute gobbledygook there's no way he would know that <laughs> there's no way the last thing he would say to me before he shot me would be this phrase that doesn't matter or doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. It ended up making sense because, and I do appreciate that they <laughs> not only acknowledge that it's complete nonsense, but also mm -hmm. that it is, it was plot relevant that it was complete nonsense. Yep. Well done. And it also <laughs> allowed uh, Martin Lawrence to say Fuego uh, as a joke, like what? Eight times. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> guys, it's getting a little fuego in here, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, the um, speaking of yeah, I mean the writers on this. So Peter Craig, who wrote the mm. town and the Batman and the Top Gun Maverick, um, <laughs> the Top Gun. Joe Carnahan, also a credited writer on this, Smoking Aces. I think mm. the A Team remake, The Gray, which we almost did for this <laughs> slot. Can't get away from Carnahan. Uh, yeah, Chris Bremner also in there. And yeah, so um, I texted you pretty early into the movie. Mm -hmm. 
I I eventually accepted this as a character choice, but Martin Lawrence sounds like his mouth is full of molasses (laughs) in a really weird way. It feels the more I've thought about it, the more it's like he has to have had like a friend or family member or something that talked like this, that he's like, I, you know, like. I feel like my character from the nineties would be like this guy now or something. Yeah. So that's another thing that eventually I just had to be like, you know what? I haven't seen the first two movies. Maybe he's been doing this the whole time. Yeah, Maybe it does. It feels it's very like, strange. Yeah. What I texted Ben back was like, it's, it feels like he's 70 years old in like, I, yes. I know that he's like 50 something. Like, it's not like he's like super far away from that, but like yeah. he sounds like he, he doesn't look like an, like the oldest man alive, but he sounds like, just yeah like like he there's something going on that he he's lost like eight steps <laughs> but, maybe his character backstory and i mean and his thing is he does want to retire right at the start yeah. of the movie is like it's been a long time in between these movies too maybe it's sort of uh, 2003 to 2020 mm-hmm. was the second to the third movie um you maybe his like actor's secret is this guy's been shot a bunch of times in between yeah. and it hurts to talk yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> want to do this anymore. Yeah, he doesn't want to do this anymore. He's in constant pain and he yep. comes through with his with his uh vocal stuff, but his timing is still where it's been, I think. And maybe yeah. your mileage varies, but I don't it doesn't feel like comedically he's that different. So eventually I was just like I think this is just like what he's doing and it's funny. Yeah. He <laughs> was still good. Like it's still he was yeah. obviously like he was leaned on a lot. I feel Yes, that. very much so. I feel like I feel like they didn't really know what to do with Wolf Smith's character's story, so it just leaned a lot on okay, like I don't we're we're not sure if this is gonna work, so we're just gonna have Martin Lawrence just go oh shit like eight times and see yeah. if that works out in the scene. They try to so he does retire and then um okay so plot wise, <laughs> Mike who is Will Smith gets shot pretty early into the movie by a blacked out. Uh, they refer to it as a blacked out motorcycle mm. a bunch of times. Guys wearing, you know, completely tinted face shield. You can't see who yep. it is. Um, and then he's in the hospital. And then there's a quick montage where this guy murders three other like main figures who were important to past cases. Mm. And, um, but then it's like, it's been six months. It's like, oh, okay. Um, anyway, all that to say, um, Martin Lawrence is retired in that time and he's at home. Mike like won't give up the job, forces his way onto this case. And then the way they kind of handle those guys being apart is during action scenes, they'll comedically cut to Martin Lawrence, like watching TV on a couch. Yep. <laughs> oh, and like, even when he gets involved, it's like a lot of him not, not wanting to hurt anybody or do yep. anything. He made um, a promise to God. Yeah. He made a promise to God, which they show, they show the promise to God. It's a very compelling scene. From yeah. the standpoint of yes, to emote, he's crying. Yep, <laughs> and like the things he's saying make sense. Just like yeah. uh, I didn't want to. Go, I like I love the line where he's like, "I had oh, I haven't been to church in a while, probably since Easter." <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Just like, yep, everyone's yep. been there. <laughs> yeah, and, for 100. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. I thought it was good. Um, real quick, like when he when they're killing everybody, there's the scene they have that's kind of like the they get done with the montage and they have a former CI call uh Martin Lawrence to be like, Hey, he's definitely coming after me. You know, like I see the pattern, like it's definitely me next. And he's like mm-hmm. on a roof and he's like, You gotta go, we gotta meet me on the roof. And um uh so Martin Lawrence and Will Smith are driving there and they're driving slow and there's a bunch of back and forth about how slow he's driving. And how his car—he's driving a Nissan Quest, which is a very good joke. When they when they break in a light, and Will Smith's trying to hide, and Martin Lawrence goes out like the window and says, "Like, hey, look, it's Mike Lowry, and he's in a Nissan Quest." You know, like it's a good bit. And then they probably get out of the car. They walk like towards the camera with the car in the background, like five steps, and the dude's body just lands on the car. (laughs) And I think it's Martin Lawrence that's like that. Better have been a safe. Yeah. or he said something else i don't remember what it is but yeah i yeah. really really enjoyed that bit i had to re- i rewind my my the joke between me and brie is like there's some that i say i gotta have that again where i just pause it and go back like 10 seconds <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like oh that was too good uh i know bits like that, that have really happened good. before 
you know, like, and that's, there is like a little trope, if you will, of that kind of like, you know, like you're seeing the background, they're not seeing it yet, slow reaction. But just with all the pressure being on that, all the dunking on the quest, and then the payoff of that, and them knowing exactly what happened, (laughs) but getting off their one line first. And then the visual gag of them driving away from it in the like blood covered yeah. crush Nissan quest having to crouch down under the crushed ceiling. Yep. It's a good that whole thing worked really well for me. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the interesting thing to me. I feel like when this movie is being an action movie, uh, while I don't think the action scenes are bad by any case, I think it's like I think I think the plot is kind of missing i think all the hardo will smith um moments are kind of dumb but i think the will smith in action elements are good and the comedy elements are good and it's like the i feel like they could have gone and maybe this is just me like i feel like they could have gone a little softer on the story and it would have been fine uh i feel like they tried to go big for some reason and it went real big as it yeah, I was just say as the movie goes on, it becomes clear like what they're trying to do is a lot yeah. more ambitious than just cash in because mm-hmm. it's not really a buddy cop movie because they're no. apart for a lot of the action of the movie and, and um, like opposed. Yeah, like and they opposed. Are, yeah, and not like in a jokey way. You know, like these guys have like legitimately hurt each other's feelings kind of way. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Will Smith doing the Hardo thing, like he's not having a good time most of the movie he gets some like will smith kind of like scampish one-liners but like in the sense that he's being a dick not like he's being like in a buddy cop having jokes with his friends kind of way um and he gets kind of the like the i'm old i can't believe y'all are using drones now it's like you were in the hospital for six months you were still an active duty cop you should be familiar with this technology (laughs) yeah yeah like what was he doing (laughs) right yeah he's just walking a beat I guess Mm -hmm. very analog. (laughs) Um, but, um, the big picture of what they're trying to do and with the family stuff that gets woven in, especially later into the movie is set this up for lots and lots of sequels in which these guys can get more and more into the background of the action, or at least Martin Lawrence in the next movie. It's not going to be that surprising. I mean, he's just like, a consultant or whatever for the team that is in the last action sequence. Cause that's pretty much what he does in this movie, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's uh, because they do draft in the bad guy at the end of this movie to be yeah, like on the team for the next which, movie. Like if we want to talk about that now, I really fucking hate that. <laughs> so well, like, like, it's also that guy murdered the a police captain and a judge. Like, you yes. Can't, like you're, he's not getting out of jail early. I don't know what to no, tell you. <laughs> no, like if anything, this should just be like absolving him of the death penalty. <laughs> like, like there's, yeah. Um, I really this happens in video games constantly. Um, it happens in movies a decent amount, and obviously the Fast and Furious movies probably yes. most prominently. Yeah, they're they're um, stiffening him. Pretty yeah, much. it's just so stupid to me because you think about the amount of people who died, uh, the amount of people who got shot you know like in the ending sequence or any sequence before that that are just dudes that are getting killed that like theoretically like if you break it down obviously it is just a movie these characters aren't real you know but like yeah like that dude lived you know a 30 40 year old life you know with choices (laughs) and was a complex human being and he just gets shot in the face by will smith in like 10 seconds you know he doesn't get any redemption <laughs> he doesn't get any yes. like um you don't even know what he's done maybe he got hired that day and he's just trying to feed his family and he doesn't know the intention you know they, they kill all these fucking people and then this guy who we know <laughs> has been doing nothing but crime his whole life yeah. and like yeah you can you know he was his his mother was uh you know well she was a brew house him. Sam. Yeah, she was a brewer. His mother was Bruja. It's tough when your mom's Bruja. You can't be bringing up Bruja or whatever. Growing up Bruja. <laughs> Growing up Bruja. <laughs> this this summer on ABC. Yeah, um, Bruja in law. I don't know. Uh, anyway. fo- followed by Zuelo on uh, on on some kind of. I I think you should. I think I was gonna say I think you should dance, which is actually a great. There we go. Anybody want to fire that one up? Go for it. What are you talking about? So I was trying to make a comment to Zuelo, the the like yeah. side 
drug dealer yeah. character that they have some big and i was like oh i'll come up with another show on the spot for what he would be a part of <laughs> and <laughs> i was trying to think of like a dance or like um like even like a while and out you know like somewhere in that and my brain just said i think you should dance <laughs> which is yeah. not the name of the show i think be. i conflated I I think I conflated. I think you should leave, which is obviously not that. Yeah. And there's some dance show, definitely, that's like. So you think you can dance? Is that what Bree's saying? So you think you can dance as a show? So just picture that guy coming on stage and he's just walking up to people in the crowd and being like, Yeah, I think you could. I think you should dance. I think you right there should dance. And that's a show. Yeah, you could get <laughs> Nick Cannon to host that. Yeah, definitely get the kill. I want Suelo though. <laughs> so Suelo, um, <laughs> he read as somebody who probably is, um, like a fairly famous person in other contexts. Yep. Anytime you get a guy who just sort of has like a look, but doesn't yep. say a lot of words in an action movie. Yep. I'm like that guy's probably famous, and he is. He is fairly famous. He's from Lawrence, Massachusetts. Yes, he's in Lawrence. He's from Lawrence, Massachusetts. A lot of hits. Has worked with a lot of people I have heard of, though. <laughs> yep. Anyway, we're just reading Wikipedia now. So, um, <laughs> Mike <Don't>. ends <laughs> up. So the the team that's investigating this, his ex is leading a team called Ammo, and um, Vanessa Hudgens is also there. Charles Melton, who did not just get nominated for an Oscar for May December, is also there. He's the guy who's kind of like a dick at first, um, but has a really strong jawline and gets them into that club. And then they're cool by the end of the movie. Yep. Um, and then the big guy who from a distance, I thought was like, is that a young Skarsgård? But no. <laughs> and he also kind of a couple times like feels like he's lilting into a Scandinavian accent, but I don't think he is. I, I saw that dude. And like the whole time I was like, I a hundred percent know this guy from something. I just hadn't looked it up yet. And I was like, Oh God. And like, I was like, it was like, it was kind of the same thing as you. It was like, a SARS guard. Is this just Billy Magnuson? And I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> like, is this what happened to Magnuson? <laughs> um, yeah, that guy's, it's the, it's the in, guy from Hunger Games. <laughs> yeah, he's he starred on the Viking show, which very much plays for yep. me, um, which I would know if I had watched that because that show went on for a long time. Yep. Anyway, yeah, he's like the main. Uh, yeah, Kato in the Hunger Games. Yes, he's the big. He's that big guy in the Hunger Games. Guy. Okay, yeah, absolutely. That yes. that that um, Peta somehow hammer throws at the end of it, even though he's like twice of twice the yeah. size of him. <laughs> yeah, but well, he was. They established was, early on that he was it was Chekhov's hammer throw ability that they had been like, oh, he's really good at hammer throwing. And then they, for some reason, uh, casted Josh Hutcherson, who's like five foot four, <laughs> to hammer throw this six four dude. You need to believe this guy can be rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's gonna... bigger. He's not going to be rocks. One of my favorite memes is anytime so that image of him as rocks is used in any context at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What a silly yeah. move. I know I had a whole blog post once about how stupid it was when they were trying to kill Katniss in the tree. So we don't have to go down all that. You do uh, have a really strong take on that that I have heard multiple times before. <laughs> It's so stupid. It's so easy to kill her. She's literally caught in a tree. You have six people who are trained since birth to kill her. Or four, I guess. I don't remember how many there are. But there's multiple people, and they can't do it. <laughs> they you just can't do don't it. figure it out. They're the high ground. <laughs> just light the tree on fire. Like, even that would help. Like, yeah. Something. Uh as this is one of our few episodes with a hard out, I feel like after that, <laughs> we should also, we should probably like the end of the before sunrise episode. If you haven't listened to it yet, we should probably spend some time complaining about rise of Skywalker also. Yeah. Because well. it's, <laughs> I feel like we're not giving enough respect to the movie, <laughs> which is weird to say. But uh, anyway, it's it's, it's hard to explain, like because we don't like we're it's, it's like, a good time. I don't yeah, know. Like, we're time. not we're not going to talk about the nostalgia stuff, which is funny. I think, like, if anything, I feel bad for people listening to this that have seen the first two and haven't seen this one. This is like the opposite podcast that you want. Um, but like, uh, 
yeah, like if you're going into this without seeing anything, it's going to be fun. There's just multiple moments of just them having fun. Uh, the payoff of like Martin Lawrence um, does like say like, I'm never going to do anything violent again. And then like what? I don't know. Halfway into the movie, kind of end of act two. Uh, he, yeah. He's in like a sidecar of a motorcycle and he gets this like like mg42 adjacent like machine gun uh like mounted machine gun and he's like oh i said no violence and like will smith has to do a whole like it's like who told you that it's like god and it was like it was like well god put that machine gun right in front of him he did <laughs> like, it's just like it's god's whole... <laughs> machine gun that <laughs> was um that was my favorite scene in the movie uh i think that was one of the very few times not only that they were successful in blending the comedy in action, but I feel like the only time they really tried. Yeah. Like there was comedy scenes and there were action scenes and the both beginning were successful kinda. Different. Yeah, that's true. With the reveal that they were getting to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like the, the actions 30 ish minutes into the movie after, uh, Martin Lawrence has the emotional scene where he's talking to God, which is still a little funny. Um, but it is like genuine, you know, he's emoting, he's crying and stuff. Um, and like, you know, praying for his friend, for his best friend to survive and I'll give up this, you know, life of violence or whatever. Um, what this movie most reminded me of is Clerks three. (laughs) I have not seen Clerks three, unfortunately, which careens wildly from gross out humor to treacly sentiment. (laughs) Um, and it goes a hundred miles per hour in either direction and never 40 miles an hour in either. Um, yeah. And eventually it evens out. And then that scene was really good. And then also like one of the very few times you are getting some like legitimate buddy cop banter, that, that conversation where he's convincing him to use the gun. Really funny. The rest of that scene, both very funny and very good action. The gratuitous explosions that are happening within centimeters of will smith while he's yep. on that flatbed that is <laughs> yep. just filled with gas canisters yep, for, for no reason it's like a propane tank delivery yep and um and they're really unfortunate right for the driver of that car yeah <laughs> yeah he's like why is this helicopter pacing me with a guy hanging on <laughs> a giant machine gun <laughs> yeah. um and all the martin lawrence stuff is really funny as you know the bazooka gets shot at him. Will Smith cuts the connector between the sidecar and the motorcycle. And then Martin Lawrence doesn't have any control, but it is basically just screaming and almost hitting things. And Mike has to keep like bumping them out of the way of rear-ending cars yep. in the, on a bridge. Yep. The helicopter bits. Good. Zuelo dies in like a yep. kind of, um, how do you not jump off the ladder? Like, or just switch to the other side. <laughs> I know that they have the scene it's earlier. Hard. It's hard to do, Zuelo... but you're already hanging. He's got good yeah. upper body strength. I know the scene where Zuelo's like, hey, shoot while just shoot through or like shoot through her because he's like lined up the like sniper shot and he's like, no, no innocence. But like Zuelo, one, you know you're not an innocent. Two, you know this guy's gonna kill you. <laughs> like just yeah. jump just jump off the ladder. Sure thing, boss, see you later. <laughs> right. Like do your five to ten or whatever, move on. <laughs> One of the first things that the bad guy says to him, if you get in my way, I'll kill you. Mm-hmm. And he was in a very literal way. In very his literally, way. He literally said, get out of my way. <laughs> he said, hey, move. And he didn't move. And he, went, and he shrugged and then shot him in the head. <laughs> yep. I mean, he told him that would have happened. So yep. one thing we didn't talk about, what was up with that guy? <laughs> the, the accountant? Yes. <laughs> the guy that was just on coke that was just there to punch Martin Lawrence in the face. Yeah. I was like, I was going to elaborate, but I'm like, you'll know what I mean. Yep. We're already way past it in the plot of the movie, but you'll know what I mean. I I assume, I, I was assuming that might have been like a callback that we just didn't get. That's what it felt like. Oh, yeah, I hope so. I need more of that guy. Yeah, he did a good job. DJ Collin was there. He just got his hand smashed. That was fun. He showed up and I was like, oh, yeah. And then it was like, oh, no, he's just getting his hand smashed. <laughs> Another guy that shows up way earlier in the movie, Michael Bay. Yep. <laughs> he gets his own 360 camera movement. He does. I thought that was the, I didn't, uh, I didn't think about that until you just mentioned it now. But that is fun. He does. That is does. fun. Yeah. Uh, I feel like everyone else. Pop out of me. He's such an interesting yeah. looking guy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he looks, he does it. not look like the kind of person that makes these movies. <laughs> No, 
but I he looks it, that's how he looks for sure i thought it was weird that uh vanessa vanessa hudges is in this movie and like doesn't doesn't do a get lot. a lot to do she's yeah. third, she's third builds which i was expecting a lot more from yeah that but um i guess she is the next most famous person yeah besides joey pants who surely got the and you know yeah, like he has uh, to get an and he has to get it. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's just yep. it's contractual, I guess, is why. But um, I uh, we, I don't know. We didn't talk about Joey Pants much. I thought, I mean, he's doing Joey Pants stuff. Like he's great. That guy's entire career. I told like when he came up for Brie, which like me and Brie have seen him in movies, but I was just like, like I heard his voice. I was like, is that Joey Pants? And then yes. um, and then uh, uh, I said to like Brie was like in the or was like like was a was like in the room at that point and i said something like this guy does two things he's either a cop and he's really like frustrated about it or he's running from the cops and he's just really frustrated about it. like there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing in between he's like a put upon middle manager type even though yes. never, we never meet like his boss but a lot of times he's like if you fuck this up for me i'll yep. be in a shit store <laughs> yeah um <laughs> ah, and he's like rubbing his stomach and like Drinking Tums nonstop. Yeah, oh, you the, drink Tums. The, I you the know Tums is, shot yeah, was Tums. so good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's grips and rips. <laughs> yeah, grips and rips. Um, I, I never noticed that other names listed on his, his Wikipedia officially is Joey Pants. Um, good for him. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we have done Joe Pants before because of the Matrix. Um, I think that's probably it. You guys but, yeah. Midnight Run? No, no, not Midnight oh. Run yet. We haven't done any Groden. Yeah. Have you seen Midnight Run? I actually haven't. That's one. Oh. That, like, it's that's one that's absolutely saving for. Lock. Okay. Whatever. You, month I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dibs that one right now. Uh, me, you, Brie, Vaz, Midnight Run at some point. Love it. Yeah. There, there's movies like that. That's like I'm gonna enjoy that, but I'm gonna like. <laughs> it's not timely necessarily to watch i guess when groden died pretty recently might have been yeah. the time but um anyway a lot of other people still alive in that movie I yeah think it's it groden unfortunately has passed and uh oh god um i can't think of <laughs> this is a terrible comp uh to tell you who this is um but oh dennis dennis farina is that his name i was gonna say i was gonna say jake johnson's dad a new girl it's the only thing yeah, I had dennis farina yeah. Oh, he's in uh, Snatch too. So, I do uh, want to got, talk more about that, but <laughs> we got We got to talk. We have twenty minutes to talk about how the fact that they roped this into the main bad guy being his son. <laughs> like, yeah, wow. that comes a little later. Um, so it turns out the the Bruja. So mm-hmm. once, so the this scene that we're talking about on the bridge with the helicopter, Mike's hanging on to the ladder. This is when he says "Hasta el fuego" to him. Yep. Yeah. Um. And that's how he knows. We mentioned before, that's how he knows. That's the plot point. Because this has to be Isabella. Yeah. And so he he like runs some background hacking with the big muscle dude. And it turns out, yes, it is Isabella. He texts her that. She texts back. And they set up a time to meet. And this paramilitary force based in Miami just goes to Mexico and kills like (laughs) 50 people. You can't 100%. do that. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's the short version of the rest of the movie. But yeah. um Yeah, they go to Mexico City. He knows a guy there. He like shakes his hand and the guy's like, come this way. That guy doesn't have any lines. Yep. <laughs> um the, the the bit on the plane's funny when they keep switching chairs with the that guy is, who's very uncomfortable. That is a very good I feel like they had that one in the chamber for like seventeen years and they've just yeah. been waiting. It's like a really dramatic moment when Mike is like, I'm pretty sure that's my son. And yeah. the amount of times Martin Lawrence asks him, why'd you fuck a witch without a condom? <laughs> Would you fuck a witch without a condom? <laughs> um, I also really to like... Try, to- try not to use like fruity language too much on this pod, but that's that's the quote. He says it a lot. Yeah, he says it. It's literally the after. It's the after credits bit too. Yeah, it's, it's the stinger. <laughs> it's the stinger. It's the tag. 
Um, and I, I also really do like their, their, we live together, we die together. Look on a plane, everyone looks at him and goes, oh, I see how that, yeah, no, yeah. in this context, I see how this. <laughs> yeah, he, ad- he adapts it in that moment to we fly together, we die together. That's right. We fly and then together. Everyone's like, I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> Oh, you're all pretty uncomfortable with me saying that. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good. So I think, you yeah. know, this is Martin Lawrence's first movie in a while at that point, and uh it's still still funny. Yep. Yeah, he's he's still got the juice. I remember Blue Shriek was on TV all the time growing up. I, and, I was a big uh, Black Knight yeah. fan. I did like Black Knight. <laughs> I have a very specific image of him in that like green football jersey and <laughs> Yeah, on a horse or something in armor. Anyway, um, we also have like a like a stinger for the for the genre thing too at the end. So we had to. Talk oh boy, okay. Um, so they meet up. It's obvious on both sides that this is like a trap meetup thing. But Mike mm-hmm. and Isabel meet up at long last. They have some back and forth. I think so. This actress we haven't talked about at all. I think she's really good at what she's doing. She's obviously asked to be playing up the sort of telenovela mm. melodramatic thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does a really good job at that. I know that's a thing she does in other roles as well. Um, and you know what else she does? What like her main pull in my head was like the what? other thing I know her from. I don't think I knew her from anything. She's the actress that brought Sean Penn to El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't see that. <laughs> she has a most of her personal life section on Wikipedia is about El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess she's tight with Sean Penn. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Um, so you can follow this up with uh, this, so this actress, Kate Del Castillo. Um, on Netflix now, you can watch The Day I Met El Chapo, the Kate Del Castillo story. So, um, that's her thing. Yep. Hey, good for her. Good to have a thing. Good to have a thing. Yep. So, yeah. Also good in this movie. Staying active. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's good to have a well-rounded hobbies. Um, you gotta, you gotta keep moving. <laughs> you gotta keep moving. I don't know a lot more about that. I'd be talking out my ass if I did, but that is a thing. Same. That <laughs> was all of a sudden, everyone was talking about Sean Penn and El Chapo. And, uh, so this is the lady who made that happen. Yep. And hey, she's good here. Not a bad, yeah, not a bad payoff. Does a good job. So they meet up. It it breaks bad pretty much immediately. They cut they cut comms to the ammo team who's shown up. They you, could you guess for me right now what ammo stands for? Um, armed. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna let you go, and then I'll tell you. Uh, the two M's is tough. Yep, and, and I'm sure one of them isn't militaristic. Uh, to the to the to the to the to the fans out there, ammo yeah. is the name of their like fake SWAT division. So it's a it's a acronym yeah. that was mentioned once in past. I guess never talked about again. Yeah, I had to look it up. I didn't remember. Uh, yeah, I can just I tell you for the sake yeah, of please time. Please do. It yeah. is the Advanced Miami Metro Operations. <laughs> that is oh, okay. That is a forced. <laughs> that is so forced. That is forced. <laughs> anyway, sorry. There's only like five people on this team. Yeah, <laughs> maybe four actually. I mean, yeah, because right. Charles Milton, the X, Vanessa Hudgens, and the Muscle Boy. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's the, the only name he ever gets. He yep. gets a great moment here where they get to make fun of therapy because these guys are boomers. Yeah, um, like I'm not going to therapy. Yeah, <laughs> um, but before the this fight really starts kicking off, they they oh they almost get to talk a little bit, but they don't really. They bring Martin Lawrence's gun to his head. The team comes in, firefight. Yep. Um, they do say to the muscle hacker guy, like, you got to actually fight some stuff. And Will Smith says he'll cover therapy for you when you get back. And he's like, good, because I'll need it. I'll need it. <laughs> um, and then he does some cool action movies, uh, action star stuff during the fight, which is nice. I like when he tackles the building. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tackled the hell out of that building. He really did. Um, they end up on this. Yeah, we're, we're kind of cliffs noticing the rest of this, but it's a pretty good action <laughs> scene. It's a good firefight. I thought maybe I just wasn't paying attention well enough. I thought the two main bad guys had gotten into that helicopter that Martin Lawrence takes down. I didn't I, think that, but yeah, yeah. The helicopter just kind of shows up nearby mm-hmm. and they don't get in it. 
And then there's a tete-a-tete. Will Smith's like, you're my son. And then he's all yeah. conflicted. And then his mom's like, he, yeah, sure, but it doesn't matter. And she tries to shoot him, but the dude steps in the way. She shoots her own son. And then she gets blown the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, she gets shot and then thrown onto a flaming helicopter. It's real bad. Yeah, after falling like 50 feet. Yeah, and then landing she- right on the middle of her back. <laughs> So speaking of people who need therapy, there is some unresolved shit for sure with her and her son. Yeah, her son. Yeah, her son finds out, <laughs> finds out the guy he's been trying to kill his whole life is his dad and then watches his mom get very violently killed right in front of him. And he gets arrested and sent to prison for assumedly yeah. life. After his mom shoots him, too. <laughs> yes, after his mom shoots him. Oh, lest I forget. And also Martin Lawrence is there with glasses on yelling about stuff in the middle of all of this. Yeah. Which also was traumatic. Yeah. Ugh. Poor guy. Uh, the slow the slow mo scene where they try to throw a gun to Martin Lawrence without his glasses on and he just slow mo misses great. it. That was also great. That was the uh, other moment I was gonna pull out for like a good blend of action and comedy because yes. music's like epic and stuff. Yeah. He he does, he's not even close. He's not even close. And then he puts his glasses on and immediately snipes somebody from like a hundred feet away in a helicopter. Yeah. Which was with like good. a not with a precision weapon either. No. He has like a grenade launcher. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Good stuff. Um, and then yeah, the epilogue is the ex gets I f- just forgot the character's name, and I'm sorry. I don't mean I to don't remember saying. it either, either. I'm they not trying given to trouble. find this strong woman in relationship yeah. <laughs> to her relationships with the Rita. men in her life. I, but I did have to look it up. It is Rita. <laughs> Yeah, so she's captain now, taking over for Joe Pants, and um, yep. everyone's happy. Mike and Marcus are refusing to go to therapy. Yeah, they get stuck with a baby. There's the stinger of um, him showing up at the jail cell where mm-hmm. uh, I mean, said so that the actor who's playing the bad guy, uh, yep. Jacob Scipio, he's really good in this too. I thought yep. he was good. He's British. Um, that threw me off. I was yeah. Marie kept sure. saying he's saying he's ta- he's speaking Spanish in a weird way that doesn't sound natural, but like he like he knows Spanish, but like you know, like yeah. he's not speaking like someone would normally speak Spanish. It's like, oh, he's British. He's doing an accent. He's tripping over his own. Life. Yeah. Um and yeah. So he's like, uh I'm putting together a team, and Nick Fury shows up. <laughs> We need to make more of these and Martin Lawrence can't run anymore. So I'm going to need you to be in this next movie. Yep. He's like, I'm into it. Credits. It's either that or I stay in jail forever. Yeah. It's like, okay. uh, They definitely have unresolved shit too. They need to talk about. Yep. Anyway. um, Yeah. He did a good job. It'll be nice. And maybe he can get a nice little star star turn for that guy. Yeah. There's a lot. It's, it's tough. I mean, you feel bad for, so this ends up worldwide being the fourth highest grossing movie, but of American movies, the highest grossing movie in 2020. Mm-hmm. And you do feel bad for people who were in like a movie that made a ton of money, was super successful right before the pandemic, because if they got something off of that success, it's probably still not out. Yeah. And the, the, the momentum's tough um, to keep up. And then, yeah. And then obviously other stuff happened with Will Smith's career. Yep. And I don't know. He's he's been in he was in more stuff this year, but it's it's you know it's a little quiet right now. We'll see. Yeah, he still has, I think seven years until he's allowed back at the Oscars, yep. so, <laughs> which feels weird. Yeah, well, you know what else felt weird? People who have won Oscars have done that aren't banned for ten years officially. Yep. You know? God. Well, how about you try not slapping Chris Rock in the face? I don't know. That's just me. I think people overreacted. It was weird. And we all should have just been like, okay, something's going on here. It's not my business. Yeah. It, um, the new bad boys movie is the only movie he currently has in filming in, mm. uh, as a, as a Wikipedia, maybe IMDB would have a couple more, but I think when we do like a nineties, Will Smith movie, we'll do like the Will Smith corner, you know? Yeah. We, we didn't really during this episode, but it's also no. sort of like, sometimes you do someone like it's fucking Will Smith. I don't need to explain that he was famous for these reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's true. Everyone listening to this knows who Will Smith is. Yeah. Big Willie style. Millennium. Yep. <laughs> the film Will- wild, wild west. The millennium might be the oldest phrase ever now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's the oldest words anyone's ever put together. Yep. Um. So. Yep. 
Eight uh, minutes to do your thing. Lightning round ratings for this movie on a scale of 0.5 to 5 on any scale of your choosing, going up by halves on anything besides stars. What would you give Bad Boys for Life? Uh, I'm going to give it uh, a three. Oh, shit. Out of five. I like it. I'm I'm at the same number as you. I'm going to give it three. Um, I didn't think of this beforehand. Oh, no. Me neither. Uh, I've got five <laughs> minutes to vamp. Um, so I'm going to give it um, five. Five. No, no, sorry. Not a five. <laughs> a five. <laughs> I'm going to give it three out of five fan service moments that went over my head. There um, you go. And that's fine. And that's yep. not the movie's fault. That's my fault. And I do like Michael Bay. I'll go back and watch more of these things. Yeah. Hand up for us. Yeah. yeah uh, next month is Transformers month. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> uh, next month's going to be rom-coms. Before we get there, though, it's still genres. Battle of the genres. This was action. Yep. Three-part question. The yep. most parts ever, of course, for the least amount of time. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite genre? What genre do you wish they'd make more of? And what is your least favorite genre? You can take those in any order you want. No one's done it in the correct order I've laid out yet. So, um, my, do you. My, Yeah, my favorite genre tends to be comedy. Um, so it just feels very... <sighs> I like a comedy movie. They're easy. They're entertaining. I think that if you get like a really, really, really good comedy, um, it can be so transcendent. Yeah. Uh, and um, I, I'm a big advocate of. I think the Oscars don't pay enough attention, or award shows in general don't pay enough attention to how hard comedy is. And you don't need serious moments for good acting. Good comedy acting is tough uh, in its own mm-hmm. ways, and especially if you're going to mix both genres as well, like every FX show that exists, uh, that's also very tough to do. And just because stuff is funny. I remember Scott Ackerman on uh, on um, Comedy Bang Bang saying specifically that he thought that Bridesmaids was one of the best movies he's ever seen put together, and it shocks him that people weren't getting like acting awards and stuff for that movie because of the level That's of power that had to happen. And it was kind of eye-opening to me as a person when he said that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. And then it kind of like opened my eyes to like, yeah, like why aren't you know these people uh, um, getting it? It is stuff. really hard. And I mean, yeah, the latest example being Margot Robbie and Barbie, which maybe yep. you wouldn't classify as a pure comedy. You probably wouldn't, but it is a very funny performance and the yep. level of difficulty on it is, I know that's, that's a really good performance. Yeah, I don't know. Guys. It's a really good performance. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess Ryan Gosling got it and that is more of the pure comedy role in yep. that movie. So I, I don't know. It, it's yeah. weird that she's not in, but uh, what was the second? I remember the third question. What was the second so, question? I mean, that might be a similar um, answer for you, but what uh, what genre do you wish they'd make more of? So definitely, I, I would love more pure comedies because um, it's kind of a lost genre. But TV does a lot of comedy anyway, so um, that's like I can still get my fill there. Uh, I would, I, I actually, I would like more. This sounds weird in the current climate. I would like more um, mystery uh, in like um, whodunit stuff. I know with like Glass Onion, yeah. you know, it get all that. It's like, well, obviously that's a big thing happening now. It's like, yeah, I know, um, but. I feel like if I was like, like if I was born in like the 1940s, you know, like or something like besides all the horrible things happening, at least I'd be like crushing a bunch of like Sherlock Holmes cereals or something, you know, like or whatever, yeah. like, which obviously still exists, but more just like a, I feel like whodunits and mystery as a genre was very, very huge in like the past century. I would love to see like that level of intrigue come back. Yeah. Um, what- when we did Who Done It Month, we definitely struggled to do anything yeah. that's a pure Who Done It that's recent because yep. um, Glass Onion and I mean and Knives Out before it, those are more deconstruction of the genre, right? Agreed. Um, and then the other examples are Kenneth Branagh's Poirot series, but those are yep. adaptations, remakes, if you want to say that, because those movies have been made before too. Yep. There's not just like an original straight mystery coming out, and, and that's not just a mystery genre thing. That's all genres. It's remakes. It's or it's like a twist on it. It's a deconstruction. I guess like bodies, bodies, bodies. Yep. Kind of a whodunit, but also kind of a horror movie, right? Yeah. So which which brings me directly to my third. Um, my least favorite is horror, and that is nothing nothing bad against the genre. I think the genre is very creative and there's some really, really good horror movies in there. Bree's a huge horror fan. I just, yeah. I'm not too much of a scaredy cat and it stinks. Uh, that's my own physical limitations. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. fine. 
we, I would we say were... actions probably weirdly my second. I tend to find a lot of action stuff kind of boring, but in in like a weird way. But like I I don't know it it good action will still get me. Like I still love Die Hard. I'll watch Die Hard any day of the day. Um, well, God, so. yeah, anything with like a comedy in it too that yes. is well integrated. That's why like the the scenes the the very few scenes in this movie where Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are doing action and having like a little bit of banter at the same time. You're like, oh yeah, that's what this thing can do yeah. like 21 jump operating. street 22 right. jump street phenomenal you know right right like, yeah um that's i think i don't think i'm forgetting anything that was those are the three that immediately jumped to mind so i could be woefully over forgetting something but yeah i, I forget the full name that's on the building but the visual gag during the um golf cart chase in 22 jump street where one of the buildings they're going past is like the benjamin hill school for yep like chasing or whatever yep also um, uh brie just said mcgruber i haven't contractually obligated to mention mcgruber as an action comedy <laughs> and other guys too actually three of my favorite movies are all action comedies yeah, yeah. but just straight action yeah it's it's, it's yeah. sometimes tough to get into it has to be like and honestly like John Wick four, all the Donnie Yen stuff is is like entertaining and pretty funny too. So um Yeah, uh, yeah and, and it, again it has to be like choreography style, like yeah, I don't know, super high peak, level shit. When you're a peak of genre, it tends to transform anyway. You know, yeah. like when it's almost like sports, like you might not be into a sport, but like watching the national championship or like, you know, you might not yeah. like soccer, but watching the World Cup's fun. Like if you're gonna show me some of the best action movies of all time, I'm sure I'm gonna love them. You know, yeah. like there's a best, even best horror movies. If I just can go to Where's the Jump, <laughs> like I'm sure, sure I'm gonna like them. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned you earlier because horror's come up a lot for the way we've been phrasing it. Isn't just like what do you hate? It's like what do you yeah. bounce off of? What's hard for you to get into? And I mentioned Skin yeah. and Rink and your feedback that like mm. I've people keep saying this is maybe the scariest movie ever, and it's only got like two entries on Where's the Jump, so yeah. it must be insane jump scares. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't even um, imagine. But I think both horror and action, even just like just pure horror, pure action that doesn't have, you know, more stuff going on from the sort of like the national championship standpoint. If you go to it opening night packed theater, like that's that does elevate the experience, yeah. too. If everyone's like in there with you. All right. And I I've never go. done that, but <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Like I'm sure going to see like get out day one would have been great, you know. And stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that yep. does it for this month. Next month is our second ever rom-com month. Two years after the first one, rom-com strike back. And uh, <laughs> we already have a couple picked up. I just don't know which one's coming first, so I'm not going to pitch tease it yet. But we will finally talk about Nick Cage <laughs> and R.I.P. Norman Jewison. He just died mm. and share all in the same episode this month. So that really <laughs> narrows it down. I wonder what that one is. <laughs> um. A bunch of big figures we never talked about before. All right. I'm going to be late for my thing, but that's I'm okay. I'm sorry. And I love that we started this. It's like, ah, oh, we got an hour and a half. We got plenty of time. We kind of killed it. It's good. <laughs> All right. I'll let you go. Yeah. Thanks. You can get our stuff on Linktree. Linktr.ee slash late to the movies. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Sam. See ya. Dun, 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 dun. Bad boys for life. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>